Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Um, and so even if something is a legitimate call, which I think it is at the end of the game, it's still the main part of the conversation. Um, I saw the grab by the back of the jersey, and, you know, it's a, in what they are taught, it is a clear hold. Mike Pereira on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, I'm ready. I got a take. You tell me if it's too hot of a take, Joe. Okay. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi. Here's the t- here's the take. Then I got Kyle Oposo's take on. I saw it on this. I did see Kyle Oposo's opinion. Lance Lysowski asked Oposo yeah. about, "Hey, a call late in the game, like Game Seven of a Stanley Cup, where it is a penalty, but it's a little ticky tack." Yeah. G- go ahead and get to that first, because sure. So he said. This is courtesy of Lance Lysowski, Buffalo News. I'll read the whole quote. I think that if you're trying to compare as close to apples to apples as you can, you're thinking, okay, Game 7, Stanley Cup Final, last minute, and a bit of a ticky-tack hold, one that you might call in the regular season, you might not, they're not calling that penalty. Nor would we want them to. It's just a matter of fact. Everybody can complain as much as they want how penalties don't get called in the playoffs, but they call enough. I don't think any player in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final would want that call. Okay. Hockey, That's Kyle Post. Hockey, of course, is the sport for ignoring penalties. Right, because it's it's an action. The playoffs like, have different right. rules. We, and we all know it. Yep. Football, basketball, baseball. Hockey's the worst. Hockey's the only one, I think, where you know definitively they change it. We'd go all the way and say they do not call penalties in the playoffs. Yep. In the third period, especially in overtime. Okay. That's fair. I, I understand that. I it it this point's made a lot. If the official says I don't want to impact the game, by doing that, you're impacting the game. Like you've decided right, you're right. impacting the game. So here's my take on this, and I, I just kind of arrived at it as I heard Mike Pereira talking to Dan Patrick there. Dan Patrick, you said right, Evan, the Dan Patrick show, Rich Rich Eisen, Rich Eisen, Rich Eisen sorry, on the Rich Eisen. So Mike Pereira there on Rich Eisen show. You know, part of the problem here, part of the problem is. We relentless. We are bombarded. It is nonstop. You can't watch a game without hearing Mike Pereira or <laughs> the Gene, very man we just heard from. or Gene Sterator. Yes, every single play, almost the conversation is relentlessly about officiating. Now, third man in the booth. Hey, it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, and with us is oh great. Okay, Terry McCauley. Awesome. Okay. All right, here's yeah. Greg. I've got Mike Pereira. I've got G- Nance and Romo. Owen, oh, hey, Gene, what'd you see on this play? Yeah. 
you can't get away from officiating. They've made it the they've made it as big a part of the game as really anything else. It's part of the presentation now. And with that, I don't know, Joe, is there a, a heightened expectation of perfection? Sky Judge allows you to change calls in the moment. It's almost as if all these advancements for the NFL and for other leagues to to get things right. VAR. Yeah. Right? VAR, offside challenge. You're going to tell me that Kyle Oposa would not want a penalty call there, but would you want the offside called on an offside challenge? You'd – right. Okay. Because if it's – you could even say that's ticky-tacky. Like, that's the close. thing. Yeah. With offside challenges and with an offside, you wouldn't say it's ticky-tack. You'd say, well, that's offside. Right. By the letter of the law, that's offside. Well, so, how come How come you – when it right. gets to holds and – when it gets to a, a slash or if it gets to rerouting a receiver like that, that's ticky-tack. But if I get a play that's offside by a guy's elbow in soccer or if it's a skate blade was up in the air, that one is so cut and dry. We're okay with those ticky-tacks because you got to get it right. But we're not okay when an official makes a proper call in a big moment. Right. It's Are they the rules or are they not the rules? And we've decided which ones are black and white and which ones are subjective. I feel like the NFL, a lot more than the NHL at least, is, okay, they're all black and white. And we're going we're to call them by the letter of the law, except for holding, because that seems to happen on every single play. Which is the penalty at dispute here uh, from the Super Bowl. So, I I think, also, the, the, the referees in the booth. Do we think the league is doing that? Like, why are they in the booth? Is this coming from the networks that Gene Sterator is up there? Or does the league want... Officials in there? Get fans off our back. We'll give them some clarity by putting a guy in there to help explain it. But even that, here's the Super Bowl, and Mike Pereira on one replay is flat out saying he does not know what they're going to call. Right. right. So what's the value of him being up there What the is the place? value? Yeah. We are constantly bombarded with officiating conversations with the head of officiating. Sometimes he'll get it wrong. Sometimes he'll say, here's the rule, I think they'll overturn it, then you watch the game and they uphold the call. And you kind of have this idea that it's going to be perfect. Roger Goodell said the state of the game's officiating is better than ever, and people flipped out as if that was absurd. I defended the opinion because I think it's probably right when it comes to review processes and sky judge and all the things that are in place to make it as close to perfect as possible, it's going to be imperfect. And I guess... The thing I get to is, well, what do you want? Well, if they're going to call that holding, they got to call it all game. All game. If they called it all game, you complain that the officials made the game about themselves. There were 12 holding penalties called in the game. That would be a disaster. So you're saying you're okay with the inconsistency then? It's not inconsistent. But if they're calling, if that penalty that James Bradbury gets called for in the fourth quarter was not getting called in the second quarter, I- I'm not even saying that that's not okay. That you would call it in that spot, but you didn't call it earlier. Well, is it a decision where the where the official says, sees it in the second quarter, sees the penalty, and says, I'm not going to call it? Or does the official just not see it? That's probably... I mean, every time yeah. this is talked about, it's like, well, I want the consistency. Are the officials making decisions on a scale of 0 to 100? Again, we'll make it like a video game. Does he have an individual slider that day where he says, today I'm going to call 30% of those holds. And Mm -hmm. then the next week he's just in a holding mood and he's going to call 70%. Or is it more likely 
that the official didn't see the one in the second quarter. Okay, so then if I if I put numbers in front of you of how like one crew calls forty percent more penalties than another crew, are we thinking that's because that person's slider is higher than the others, or is it that that crew is just better at seeing it? But they could be better at seeing it. They could be focusing on it because there's a league memo that week. Uh-huh. The head coach could have gotten in the official's ear or the the linesman's ear. They're looking for it. And we know a lot of these things that are baked into it. You're more likely to get a call on your own sideline right. versus the other team's sideline. When it comes to a roughing call, You know, the team reacts, the flag comes out. There are different rules for different quarterbacks. We know that. The Brady rules versus the Cam Newton doesn't get the call when he gets hit. An official flat out said that to him once. Yeah. You don't get that call. Yeah. So there's subjectivity built in, and yet you've got these guys in the booth. I do think it's a problem. Acting like everything is so obviously easily called. Every broadcast. What do you think, Mike? This is going to be this. And it's just an opinion. But it's presented as, well, former head of officiating says... XYZ. In those moments, those those guys are subject to a million things, including not seeing 25 replays in the exact moment. And then it's ruling on the field has to be overturned, have to, you know, sufficient evidence to overturn it. Right. I'm just glad that I feel like we have arrived two days later at that penalty is not the whole story of the Super Bowl. Right? Yes. It's it's not the whole story. Like everyone did calm down within the twelve hours between the end of the game and the morning after. A lot of really what you wanted from Mike Pereira there is what everybody did on social media and on ESPN the next twelve hours, T- talking about how it is a penalty and that uh, Pereira I guess was more talking about whether or not they'd actually call it right or whether or not they should whatever Pereira did. The next 12 hours was, hey, he kind of turns his hip around here Mm -hmm. so that he can catch up. Like, you can't do that. Like, a lot of good descriptions about why that is technically a penalty that I never heard from Mike Pereira in that moment. Or Greg Olson. I know that's not Olson's job as much as it is Pereira's. But, yeah, if he's going to be in the booth, can I get him to explain why that is a penalty the same way 50 other people did immediately after the game was over? It's about what you want. What does everybody want here? You want officiating to never be a topic. That's really what it is. You want to, and, and that yeah. game, that game didn't feature a lot of penalties, so it felt like it was going along beautifully. Because if there are no flags in a game, it feels free and loose, and like they're just letting them play. Now, sometimes letting them play means they're not committing any penalties. Other times, it means they're just not calling them. But yeah. so you just let them play. And well, the, the game before. The Joseph Osai, the Bengals linebacker, right. hits Mahomes out of bounds. Did fans want them to just let him play there? Right. Like that, because that same thing as Kyle Oposo's comment. NHL officials play like that. They're not calling it. It's a great point. They're not calling it. But the reaction to that wasn't about the officiating, was wow, can you believe what this dummy did? Right. What if that official had not called that? that roughing the passer and he, said, I didn't want to have too big of an impact on the game? He probably would have gotten away with it. You Don't you think? I would it be would it have been a hot top? No, maybe it wouldn't have. I mean, I told it was you pretty blatant. I told you, although Mahomes sold it. I told you I thought it was a sell yeah. job by Mahomes, right? Big time. He got that sold. A penalty got the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Right. A penalty got the Chiefs to the Super Bowl and then won it for them. And that's not even saying officials handed them the game. It was like that's baked into 
when you look at luck charts, like fumble luck and like timeout stuff and whatnot, is one of those columns uh, penalties by the other team? Because that's a little bit of luck on the Chiefs' side that Joseph Osai just decided he was going to hit Mahomes, make contact out of bounds, and that James Bradbury decided to grab Juju Smith-Schuster's hip when the ball was probably going to be incomplete anyway. Like, they did get a little lucky twice, yep. both to make the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. Because otherwise, the Eagles were getting the football back with a minute 20 to go. Down three, probably, right? Down they, three. They would have kicked a field goal. Right? It was fourth and three? They probably would have kicked. That coach would have kicked. I think Sirianni would have kicked, too. Mm, I'd chan- be more confident that Reed would kick, though, than I Sirianni. I, I don't think, as much as fourth down stuff is right there, I don't think any coach is willing to chance giving the ball back to these two offenses, which were both going up and down the field, if I don't get this, it's tied and they'll have the last possession. Uh huh. I don't think any coach would have signed up for it. Not a single one. Not nope. A, well, Brandon Staley, he's definitely not doing it. Uh, nope. You tell I me. I want my I, coach to. I can go up three inside two minutes in the Super Bowl and trust the defense. I, in that scenario, worst case, I'm thinking as my as a head coach. Okay, maybe they drive and they get a tying field goal. They're not going to beat me here. I'm not getting. I'm not giving up a touchdown in a minute and ten seconds, or just one nineteen. Although, isn't that in? Shouldn't the Chiefs know better than anybody? They gave up a touchdown to Allen in last year's playoff game in less than a minute and ten seconds, didn't they? Yes, but they didn't settle for a field goal on the spot. They got a touchdown to take the lead, and then it was tied. Right, but they should know how quickly teams can score. Right, better than anybody. I just don't think any coach there would have kicked. Would have. I'm sorry. Would have gone for it. For, fourth and. Fourth and one, maybe, with a rugby-style push yeah. of your quarterback. But fourth and three? Or no, it was eight. It was third and eight. So it would have been fourth and eight. Okay. Right? Fourth and eight. Okay, from, from the, definitely not. From the 15. Even if it's fourth and three from the 15, I don't think anybody goes for it. What if it's fourth and one? What if the Eagles with their their two, three-man yeah. uh, QB sneak scrum? They might go for it on that. But fourth and three? I bet Sirianni kicks, too. He punted on a fourth and two. When they were losing, he did, he did punt on a fourth and two, fourth down decision. Oh, they never got to the fourth down. Well, it wasn't fourth and three anyway. It was fourth and eight. Would have been. Would have been. It fourth was fourth and eight. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. You're tweeting out famous Buffalo couples. Yes, in, on Valentine's in, Day in celebration of Valentine's Day. Yep. I was having trouble with the fifth one, and then immediately someone's right there with Fitz and Stevie Johnson. Like, ah, that would have been good. Now, what I'm going for, though, here is you cannot mention one without the other. Okay, you can't mention one without the other. Like, when you when one of them gets mentioned, the other one pops right into your mind. Like, they're 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 a tandem. Doug Marone and Punts. <laughs> that, um, that would be another good list. Rex and Rob Ryan. Yep. We go, oh, yeah. There, there's a... Can I put one that'll make people mad out there? of Rex and Rob Ryan and the picture of them fighting that guy at the bar the one time. Uh... Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt on the tandem bicycle. Yeah. Um, what else? Are there any other couples that famous, people d- wouldn't be happy with right now? Famous Buffalo tandems. Yes. To celebrate on Valentine's Day. I mean, you had Brewery, Dr- Ralph, Drury and Briere. Someone just tweeted Ralph Kruger and losing. I like that one. It's <laughs> pretty good. Ralph, just, Ralph Kruger and principles. And, oh, that's the one. Ralph Kruger and principles. That's that's number one. Uh, and, you say and Kelly and Thurman? Kel- eh, yeah, but you can mention Kelly without Thurman, right? 
Or Ke- more so Kelly and Reed, I guess. Anquan Bolden, Vontae Davis is a good one from John, <laughs> who just tweeted. And I'm kind of liking the funny ones more than my actual top five. Yeah, there's a lot of funny ones. A lot of potential. Yeah. Let me think of some more here. My top five, by the way. So my number one, not, not going for a joke or anything here, just like the the all-time Buffalo sports couple's got to be Hyde and Boyer. You cannot mention one without the other, right? Yeah. Hyde and Poyer. Number two for me was Henrik Talinder and Tony Ludman. I feel like they played together for five years together, right? Yep. Good teams. Yep. Spiller and Jackson. Okay. Not as much on that I, one? I, I don't feel like that's a top five. Really? Okay. When, yeah. When I, I mean, Fred Jackson, in that case, would have had three spots on this. <laughs> right? Fred and Marshawn, Fred and Spiller. But him and Spiller was the... The well, the one that worked the most when they've been together the longest too. Yeah, but when Fred got the ball, we got mad. Fair, right? It was Fred's turn. It was Fred's turn. It was Fred's turn. CJ ran for six yards a clip that year. Yeah, Drury, okay. Drury and Briere. That's a good one. Drury and Briere, and then number five, just a shout for Matt Bovey, Ennis and Weber, because that's always the uh, the saber <laughs> trade one. Right. Uh, Spikes and Fletcher, Clements and Winfield, Zitnik and Schmelik, mentioned for this. That's a good one. LaFontaine McGillney. There's some throwback ones that people are tweeting in as well. All-time Buffalo sports couples. All-time tandems. Trying to think of more jokes. Me and this new chair that I brought in today. I've got a new... You are obsessed with this chair. I've got a new ergonomic kneeling chair that I'm sitting in today. I've got to be honest, it does not look like it's comfortable. You know what it is. But you're you're saying it is repeatedly, so it has to be. I think it's working for me. Like, there's no back to it. There's no back. You kind of lean forward and you put your knees on these. It's a, it's a kneeling chair. It was, you know, sold to me through my phone, like everything is sold to me. Yeah. As uh, this will be more comfortable to sit in the office for several hours. And I thought, I'll give it a try. And so far, I'm saying yes. Me You're in. and this chair, famous or very excellent buffalo tandems you will leave the chair the chair here the chair will stay in this studio and you would be very confident in thinking that nobody else is going to use that well i don't mind if anybody uses it yeah the question is will it get stolen out of this studio (laughs) and the good news is Uh this is not like you know if you work in an office where things get stolen if you bring in a salad and somebody eats it yeah or any sort of food and somebody eats it you can't find the salad it's been it's go- no it's gone it's gone all the evidence has been evidence is of. destroyed if you had a pair of headphones in here and you liked them and somebody walked out with them you couldn't exactly find the person that had them unless you caught them in the act because you right. can you can hide headphones in a bat this chair somebody steals this chair they have to walk out of the building with they it. they do and let yeah. me tell you walking into the building with it was awkward they yeah. have to walk out of the building with it or if i find it in any other room and it's definitely the only one of these that's in this entire building. Oh, for sure. This it will stand out for sure. Yeah. So you'd immediately identify yourself as the person that stole the chair out of the WGR studio. Right. And you if you asked around, someone there would probably be an eyewitness of oh, so there was a chair just like that that uh <laughs> Greg was walking out with I, the I, other day. I could also in large marker just obnoxiously write my name on it and yeah. WGR studio and you know I just don't think anybody would take it out of here. I think you should have trust that nobody's going to take it out of there. Just on the, just only that seeing it anywhere else would be, you stole that. I think you're also going to be the only one that uses it. No, no way. You don't think anyone else? I think you might use it during the Extra Point show. Mm, 
Sal usually says, well, it depends no, if Sal's I, here I, or not. I, I think both of you are going to try it. You're going to want to try it. I might want to try it. I don't Ran. know that I'm going to want to do it. I mean, it is your chair that you brought in. Look at this. I'm, but I'm so ergonomic over here. Ergonomic. You're so jealous of my ergonomicnicity. I'm young. I don't need ergonomic er- yet. Ergonomicness. You just said you were Although old. I did just have a back injury like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, eight zero three zero five fifty. We'll talk to Marty top of the hour about Devin Levi uh, officiating on the table, of course, too here on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.